Hi guys, I'm Princess. And I'm Jamal. And welcome back to another Thrive podcast. So today we have some special guests. We're going to be talking to people from the Oxford Youth Arts LGBTQI plus action team. Um, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Hi, uh, I'm Chloe. I'm Haru. I'm Dan. Would you like to talk about what you do, who you are? Just your... Um, I am a trans male and I joined this group so that I could make the community in Vista more aware of what the LGBT community is and has to offer. Would you just like to introduce your name? Sorry, <laughs> we're not sure which one. Oh, Hari. Okay, that's fine. Thank you. And Chloe, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yes. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. Yeah. Uh, my, I joined this group because, uh, as Harry said, I wanted to help uh, make the community more accepting and I also wanted to meet more people who are going through the same thing as I am. That's fine. Uh, I'm Dan. Hi. I joined because I thought it was really cool that there was groups that was acting as and wanted to meet more people. Sorry, Sorry, Dan, could you, yeah, could you speak up a bit, please? I'm that. I'm Dan, and I joined the group because I thought it was cool that there was groups local, and I wanted to meet more people. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, thank you. So, we just want to jump in with the question. Um, we've been, with our podcast, we've been discussing so many different topics, such as school, mental health, social media, um, our expectations, and we just want to ask you, from your perspective as being in the LGBT community, do you think some of those experiences may differ? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Would you um, like to like, talk about your experiences? Yeah. What have you experienced with like school or social media, for example? Um, when it comes when it comes to school, it's like you think it's gonna be like a good thing yeah. if you like come out to people as who you are, other than like being part of the LGBT community. If you like come out as that at school, you think it's gonna be fine and everyone's going to accept you because like we're all young and part of the new generation and you know they're going to get it but sometimes it's not exactly like that and I face quite a few struggles with my classmates because they didn't I don't think they fully understood what me being trans was and how um I was like trying to present myself so they just kind of found it easier to just make fun of me for it instead of trying to talk to me about it yeah that makes sense. So people like, don't like what they can't understand, basically. So, what's your support? Do you have any like support with that from maybe your um, teachers or parents? With when it comes to support, I um, like when moving here, my mum probably knew it was going to be difficult for me to like fit in at school because of who I was. Yeah. So she was like browsing around for different places for me to meet new people, and then she found Oyak which is, like, the organisation that, like, runs the act and another group called Yobs. And um, it was nice to just meet, young, like, accepting people to, like, help me if I was going through a struggle at school. And I do have my mum to talk to if something does happen. Do you feel like your school has done anything to help you or to make you more comfortable? Pardon? Do you feel like your school has done anything to help you or make you more comfortable 
like the not just like the children i mean like the actual higher-ups like the teachers are they um the, the teachers they uh they really do try their best and yeah. they like most of them are very understanding about my situation and use the correct pronouns and everything and um if it does come to something happening at school i do have support to talk to but sometimes i'm not exactly fully comfortable to talk to them about it why why aren't you comfortable talking to them about it because i've just not because i've been through like my life not having a good experience when it comes to people knowing i'm part of an lgbt part (laughs) part of the lgbt community and i just it just hasn't really put me in a position where i'd want to talk to people about it so it's kind of like that mental state that you can't really get out of it, if you honest, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's and it's also that um, I've not really been taught like in school. I haven't been taught about the LGBT community and what I'm feeling and how um, it's okay for me to be feeling what I'm feeling. So I kind of it just kind of stems from that as well. So do you think there should be more education for teachers on that? Definitely for teachers and the students. Um, what about any anyone else's experiences? Um, and I was lucky in that my school are really uh, good about me being trans and everything. However, it's not the same for everyone. And although uh, my school are really good about it, there's not really any education for teachers about it. Oh, sorry. What's what is your name? Uh, Daniel. Daniel. Sorry. That's fine. Um, I, I'm Chloe, uh, I don't have experience, uh, with being LGBT in school because I'm home educated. Um, part of the reason I left, there's many, not going to tell you them all because that's a bit personal. Um, but one of them, people aren't accepting. They're not. They will, people will tell you they are, but they're not. Um, I found everything. I mean, everything about school was really difficult. Uh, At the time when I was there, I didn't know I was part of the LGBT community. If I did, I think things would have been different. I think they would have been harder because I'd be going through everything I was going through at school and finding out who I am. I think leaving school gave me the opportunity to find myself and realize who I am and what I like and who I like. And it gave me, it gave me freedom. So, so because you've left school, how do you think, how do you feel about social media? Obviously you may not know as many people as you would or have as many people as you would on social media. Do you think that it's better that you're homeschooled instead of being in school? Um, Social media is a difficult subject because you are sold on the idea through the social social media that uh, LGBT is accepted, yeah. but that's not always the case. Do you think that with social media, people will pretend that they're accepting online because they can create a persona, yeah. but then in real life, it's a different story? Is that how you feel? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Um, because in, on social media, you can pretend to be anything you want. If you want people to think you're a nice person, you pretend not to be homophobic. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's almost like a cover for people. 
Yeah, exactly. A good thing about social media is that you can find people like you going through the same thing. That's what uh, me and my friend do. We, We have social media accounts so we can find people that we relate to. What specific social media do you use? Are you like a Tumblr person or a Twitter person? I mainly use Twitter and Instagram. What about the what about the rest of you? Um, I personally use mainly Instagram. Sometimes go onto Twitter, but yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I mainly use Instagram and Snapchat. Although I do have the Twitter and Tumblr. <laughs> so, how do you feel? How important do you think the online community is to you? Do you think it's positive for your mental health or negative? The online community, it depends on what your kind of, like, I don't know how to word this, looking for, like, what you're kind of looking for or something. So, um, when you find people, like, of the same experience, it's a really good experience and you can talk out what you're going through and how other people are going through the same thing. Yeah. But um, you do find people who pretend to be like that and then they like people call them the trolls but um yeah, <laughs> yeah there'll be people like pretending to be a certain person and then all of a sudden they're not that person anymore it's kind of like they've just been messing around the entire time which is a downfall of social media because you can't tell if the person's actually who they say they are you can be whoever you want on social media yeah you can't tell yeah but do you think that aspect of being whoever you are on social media is also a positive in a way that even though there are a lot of liars and people that will deceive, do you think that it gives you the freedom to be whoever you want to be in terms of like at school is the thing where if you are who you are, you will be squandered. But on social media, if you surround yourself with positive people, do you think it's good to be able to be whoever you want to be? Yeah, definitely, because it does make you feel more comfortable with yourself and helps you figure out who you are as a person. So despite all of your um, trials and like tribulations, all the bad stuff, do you think that there are any positive points to being a part of the LGBT community and being a young person at this point? Um, I mean, the community. The community yeah. is amazing. There are so many people, if you need help, that you can talk to and there's things like pride yeah we were just about to mention that do you have you gone to pride this did you go last year i went last year how was it Uh, for you pride was a really good experience for me why um i went with my friends yeah and that's the first thing i went with people who understand me and care about me and they because I have really bad anxiety, yeah. they looked after me the entire time. They were there. I knew they were there. And it was just so nice to be in, like, a safe space, surrounded by people who knew what I was going through and understood. And I think I think pride is just such an important thing to exist. Yeah. It's so important. So do you feel, like, freedom of expression is is what kind of helps you guys like we know that you recently did a photo exhi- a photo photography exhi- exhibition yes we did yeah i can't think uh, the word but yeah how was that yeah, for you? The, the photography thing that we did are actually 
going to be on the front cover of the Pride uh, guide. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. What did you, really cool. What was that the subject matter of the photography? Like, what did you take? What pictures did you take? Uh, we took pictures like focusing on holding hands because oh. in the LGBT community, there's there was a survey um, by taken by like taken by the government, and it showed that two in three LGBT like couples were were too uncomfortable to hold hands in public because of the because of the public perception of the LGBT community. Yeah. So you wanted to show that like, the freedom that you want. To yeah, have. we wanted. Yeah, we wanted to show that it. No matter who you are, uh, what you are, who you love, it's okay to um, express it. to express it and to show. And so, what we did is we went into Vista, and while we were taking the photos, a lot of people were asking about what we were doing, like in a positive, um, like kind of like really curious about what was going on, and really wanted to know what was happening and support us so how many photos did you take we've got a series of four photos and they're they're going on like the the exhibition at oxford pride wow that's amazing yeah, that, is. that is great we're all about freedom of expression we're all about arts yeah. so it's amazing to hear young people from the lgbt community getting involved and because even though you've all been through your struggles and it's not easy to speak up when you have been pushed down so many times it's amazing to be able to you know push up and be like this is who I am and I should be allowed to be who I am and yeah it's amazing yeah um do you guys have any like apart from the group that you're part of obviously right now do you have do any of you know about any counseling or therapies that you go to because we are um grand over here we have um the active listening service which is a free counseling service that um is provided to young people in our area and we feel that that helps a lot of people around us because a lot of, for a lot of young people are struggling and don't know how to express themselves or how to talk about their problems so having a free counseling service that they can access quickly is so important i think for a lot of young people do you guys feel like you have that sort of support as well um personally i i go to um pcams which is like um therapy for young people but when i went there i did talk about me being lgbt and how i wanted support as um a trans teenager yeah and how i like it like caused me a lot of anxiety but the only thing they tended to focus on was the anxiety but that can't really be fixed if they don't help me with my other problems yeah and they never really wanted to focus on the lgbt part of it and so i feel like they didn't really have the right um like training to deal with the lgbt kids but recently we found out there was um uh thing called an organization called night nay's house and um it's gonna it was gonna be it is gonna be launching soon in vista it's um a free support service for young adults um it's it was um set up by a lady who her daughter committed suicide because she wasn't received 
wasn't she didn't receive the help. Yeah, she didn't receive the help that she needed. And usually when it comes to, um, like, like mental support and everything like that and, like, getting help from someone, usually there's a really long waiting line or you, there's a waiting list. And you have sometimes you have to just be at a crisis point for them to want to help Which you. Which is so wrong. Yeah, and it's like sometimes people just need the help right then in that exact moment yeah. in time instead of going on a waiting list. Because one day I can feel horrible and need help. And when I actually get the help, I feel I don't feel as horrible as I did before and wasn't. So, and for, for kids, when it comes, because I'm like a trans male, I want to, I need to see like, a gender ident like go to a gender identity clinic and everything like that for yeah. them to like be able to see what needs to happen. But there's a really, really long waiting list and sometimes it can take twenty months for me to actually be able to see someone. Wow. That's long. What? That's crazy. So how would your how would you want an ideal service to run for you and like how would it work if that could be something that you could create? Um it would it would just be great if they'd have like more people willing to work for them to help so that there's less waiting lists yeah. and um for just for them to have i think more training towards the lgbt community so um until i do actually get to see someone fully trained in it they have some training to actually try and help me mm-hmm. more about everyone else i mean um i know the both the CAMS and the gender identity um, waiting list are insanely long. And there just needs to be some kind of system for support that can be offered to people who are struggling before they can, um, you know, be in be accepted into service or whatever because of waiting lists. They're just... I just think there needs to be something in the meantime and there currently isn't. So do you think there should be like a walk-in service that's more open and more flexible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exa- yeah, exactly like that. And that's what um, Nay's home uh, house is going to do because, um, yeah, I think that's amazing. Leon obviously yeah. recognises how important that is. Yeah. So from what I can see is that instead of maybe being a separate sector for the LGBT community, there should be counsellors who are trained in it so that they can help everyone instead of yeah. having a different set, yeah, instead of having a different set yeah. to that, specialise it just for that in order to reduce waiting times overall. Is that something yeah. that should be implemented for you? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to jump in really quickly because it's quite interesting because I've just, um, even though I leave this group, I'm also at university and I've just written a dissertation about... Um, the mental health needs of the young LGBT community. And I found something really shocking in that a quarter, uh, over 50% of all mental health workers, counsellors and psychotherapists say that they don't believe um, that sexual identity or gender identity is relevant to a service user's health needs. And I just thought that was absolutely crazy because that really sums up the struggles that these young people are going through. They're going to these services and it's just, there's no, the support, isn't there because the, some of the professionals don't think it's, it's needed, which is a real shame, I think. That is, yeah. The, I think there's like a, I think a miscommunication in the sense that these people, because they haven't had a struggle with their own sexual sexual gender identity, they feel like mental health issues are purely because of the mental, like it's not 
it has nothing to do yeah just depression anxiety all of the other it's not you can it's not about how they feel about themselves which i don't i think that's yeah it's it's like what's the cause of your anxiety it's not just because there's always a route to the problem and and i think it's ridiculous for professionals to disregard a whole community and their struggles as simply oh she's just anxious she's just but there's so much more there's a reason why she he they are feeling this way it's not just black and white yeah no definitely because i i have anxiety as i said but i have a lot of anxiety surrounding coming out to people yeah and but they're not going to help me with that because they don't see it as important which i think is just it's so bad because it's clearly part of my mental health issues it's it's an addition it's a it's a part of it so it shouldn't it should be something that should be addressed at least yeah not ignored because yeah exactly because they're not going to get deep down to the problem if they don't address some of the problems they already know are there they just ignore them i think yeah how like with like school do you also feel like that's how maybe some teachers act in the sense that they'll see there's a problem but because they don't understand you they don't haven't experienced what you guys have gone through they kind of push away the lgbt part of it and they just focus on oh the the problem like oh maybe you're being bullied maybe you're anxious maybe you're depressed but they don't kind of talk to you about how who you are as a person yeah, because uh, going back to the school thing, yeah, when it when it comes to teachers, there are there's, it's like there are very few that do understand what I'm going through and do really like help me when it comes to being in lessons and when it comes to people saying like not very nice stuff about the whole situation. Like instead of like asking if I want to leave the room or if like I want like to be sent out to like calm down, they send the people that are doing it out because. They know just me getting sent out will raise more questions than the other people instead of like shutting it down immediately, which is what would happen if they were to send the people doing it out. And sometimes there are teachers that like will correct students if they get my pronouns wrong instead of like me having to do it and feel anxious about doing it myself. Yeah. Wow, that's that school experience sounds so different to mine. Do you go to um a co ed? Is it boys and girls in your school? yeah it's a mixed school that i go to oh okay and then what because it's very different because i go to an all-girls school and in my year i think in year 10 or 11 we had um a transgender uh male and he 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 was always a part of the lgbt community because when he was not a boy um they were bi i think yeah she came out as bi and but when they came out as trans the school was so facilitated like i was surprised because i didn't expect anything from my school but um, even though it was an all-girls school he was still allowed to stay they allowed him to wear trousers and that kind of freedom allowed other trans people within the school in the younger years to come out and they're also wearing trousers and they're also accepted and there was no like animosity no one really i think no one really cared everyone was just like you are you and we can we we love you as you are. It doesn't matter if you, yeah. It's like and I think 
I don't know. I think the experience is always different depending on what... Because it's all girls' school. Girls are already kind of... Even though they're very catty, they're more nurturing and very quite loving. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'd, yeah, even though everyone's crazy. When... <laughs> his name is... Yeah, when he came out as trans, we, I feel like we all kind of... Like, that's who he is. It was a weird thing. Where it was like... That's... It was so much more comfortable being him that no one yeah it was so much happening that no one we like literally i love him so much more because <laughs> he's just being who he is and i think that sentiment is not shared for a lot of people and i think that's something that should be changed and something that should be talked about something that should be also talked about in pshe i think we don't really talk about lgbt um q plus in pshe i think that should be a part of what we learn even though there's a lot yeah of, yeah yeah, so, definitely. Oh, when I was in um, year nine and year ten, I did used to go to an all-girls school. Yeah. And it was around year nine that I realized who I was as a person. And it really, it put pressure on me because I wasn't able, like, I didn't know I was able to, like, move school because there was um, a boys' school as well. Yeah. But I just, I knew that some some of the people that went there and I wasn't, like just gonna all of a sudden turn up because half of the people that went there went to a school I went to previously and they'd ask a lot of questions and stir a lot of things up so in year 10 I was lucky enough I found out my family were going to be moving somewhere else but it was also a struggle then because I'd be moving in the middle of my GCSEs but when we moved up to where I was um where I am now I thought I was going to be going to another all-girls school but it turns out I was able to go to a mixed school and actually be who I was and change my name, who I wanted to be on the register and everything like that and use my pronouns that I'm comfortable with. Um, And on your point of girls being more nurturing, I think that is very, very true because um, the group I'm in at the moment, they're like, there are like different chats. Like for some reason they've separated the, the um, gender into two completely different chats on WhatsApp and there's a girl group chat and a boy group chat. And I did used to be on in the boy one, but then something happened where, um there was just this really big thing and they all decided behind my back to like vote me out which is annoying because first of all friendship isn't a democracy you can't just Mm -hmm. vote someone out of a group chat you have to just like discuss it with them first what people did in primary school it's literally such a childish thing to do but then when i asked about it they were all like really like they kept saying they were uncomfortable around me and wouldn't say certain things around me. And when I did tell the girls who were in the, like, who had their own little group chat about it, they said, if it makes you feel any better, you can be the guy opinion in ours because <laughs> we, we love you as you are and we just want you to like not feel uncomfortable around the guys or to just not be upset about this because you don't deserve to be going through this. And the guys just didn't seem to care at all. Yeah. And it just, it's, it really shows how it just the, the yeah the difference in mindset is in the yeah. like yeah it's really sad i think yeah it's like the levels of maturity can sometimes be different not for everyone obviously everyone's different mm. but yeah i think yeah it's it's it can be hard with um boys especially with the group mentality someone uh, like yeah not i'm sure not everyone really cares about who you identify as but it's just a thing where if everyone, all these guys say it, oh, I'm going to say it too because I don't want to be the odd one out and I don't want to yeah. be picked on. You do get pushed out for like being the odd one out sort of, and you get looked down upon. But 
Yeah. Yeah. So, do you yeah. think young people are not more accepting of the more of the LGBT community because they don't have much knowledge on it? If we're be, if we're being honest, I actually personally I don't think I don't think they do because what I've been through is kids who have accepting parents still don't accept me for who I am and make fun of me for it, even though their parents have raised them to be accepting. Yeah. So I really do think it's how it is really a group mentality because if yeah. it's like influenced by other people in the mm. school, then they're just going to want to follow along like sheep. I also think um, a lot of boys do it because they think it's cool. They think it's yeah. like manly and cool to like hate on people and bully people. And that it is like the difference between girls and boys, ultimately. Yeah. Girls can be horrible. Yeah, I've experienced it. It can happen. Yeah, of course. But I think boys tend to cling on to one idea that someone gives them. And then suddenly they all follow it. Yeah, it's like that, um, especially with like, I think it's the kind of pressure to be masculine yeah. or to be macho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely. It's, they, are, they are put under a lot of pressure to yeah. be men. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and 